Welcome to the Seek 23 podcast. We're so glad you're here. I'm Erin Falbo, one of the Seek MCs and your host for this season. This podcast is a place of community, collaboration, and inspiration created to invite and encourage you deeper into relationship with Jesus. We can't wait for you to hear. Today, we're hearing from our friends at the Daily Nothings podcast. Need a weekly reality check? Join Courtney Roach, the host of The Daily Nothings, as she breaks down the little moments of each day that amount to eternity. This podcast was designed with the hope of encouraging authenticity and convicting change in a society that thrives off of the phrase, oh, it's nothing. Our culture might be telling you that your small daily choices don't matter, but every daily sip, bite, song, walk, prayer, chat, and snooze doesn't amount to nothing. It amounts to eternity. Welcome to the Daily Nothings Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Roach. Let's dive into what our world thinks means nothing. Hi, everybody. My name is Courtney, and um, Megan is also here. Hi. Say hi to Megan, my producer. Hello, hi, Megan. Hello, hello. Hello. I'm on the Seek Podcast. I'm feeling like an all-star champion right now. <laughs> Um, I'm very honored to be here. This is a Seek podcast exclusive. Seek, I'm your biggest fan. (laughs) (laughs) I have been to Seek. Yeah, I honestly, how many times have I been to Seek? Hold up. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. This will be my ninth Seek. Oh my gosh. OMG. I should get a badge. Honestly. Focus, please make me a badge. I need, I deserve it. Okay, when I hit 10, (laughs) I should be a decade winner. That's nuts. Yeah, Yeah. this will be my ninth seek that I'm going to. And I will be there in person in St. Louis, January 2nd through the 6th. I'm so excited. It's going to be swell. Megan, I don't believe you're going to be there, but that's because you have a newborn baby. Fair excuse. This is true. Yes. This is true. But she will be there in spirit with me. I'll probably call her every morning and just carry her around the entire time. Um, But hi, I'm Courtney. My last name is Roach. Courtney Roach. Full name. Courtney Maeve Roach, if you really want to know the middle name, too. I am a uh, 27-year-old young woman in Denver, Colorado, and I host the Daily Nothings podcast, and Megan is my producer Mm -hmm. and best friend. We went to college together. We were Mm -hmm. in the same discipleship group, if you know what a discipleship group is, Mm -hmm. and we have lived life together for many years and had the desire to get this podcast going, and so... With that, I was thinking, okay, what what do I want to talk about on the Seek podcast? What can I bring up? And I wanted to talk about the first time that I went to Seek and how I was a Protestant the first mm-hmm. time that I went to Seek. And obviously, many things have changed since then. I was a focus missionary for three years, and you got to be Catholic to be a focus missionary. <laughs> this is true. And so I converted to Catholicism that freshman year, actually, that year that I went to Seek. And I've been Catholic now for seven years, going on eight, and. That's crazy. Yeah. That's wild. So cool. That's really wild. And another fun fact that Megan and I were just addressing that's super cool is that Megan was also Protestant when she went to Seek yep. the same time I went. Yep. We were both baby freshmen and we went to the exact same one. I know. And it's so funny because we like weren't friends yet. Like I can't, I don't oh, no. even remember you being there. You don't remember me being Not there, but we were on the bus together, both Protestant. Yep. It's so, so Absolutely. funny looking back on it now. Yeah, it's nuts. We didn't actually become friends until our junior year, but yeah, we were both at Seek 
in 2015 in Nashville mm-hmm. as freshmen, little teeny boppers, yeah. little 19 year olds thinking we can take on the world and we just had no idea what the Lord was about <laughs> to do for us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was thinking back on that and I was 19. Many things happened my freshman year of college, um, but we're going to start at the very beginning. And because you know what, that's a very good place to start, as they say mm-hmm. in the sound of music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dork. And I, yeah, so I, um, I went to freshman orientation at IUPUI, Indiana University, Purdue University, Indianapolis. And I met this girl named Jess. And Jess was my orientation team leader. She was the only girl in my group. I started out going to school for business marketing. And it's ironic because I actually work in marketing now. But when I first got there, I was like, I am not doing this. Mm -hmm. This is not for me. We'll see how it goes. First week of school, I totally tapped out after that. I was like, I'm not a business girly. And now here I am totally a business girly, but it's just Different. So yeah. I ended up dropping that major, but it was still the Lord's will for me to go in with that major because I met Jess and I hung out with Jess, stayed super close with her because, again, she was the only friend in the group. And boys are scary when you're a freshman because <laughs> college boys eek. And so we just got to know each other. And she invited me to get coffee when I was going to come back for my first day of school after that summer orientation. And so we got coffee. We met up. She invited me to go in to Greek recruitment. And so I, I was very against this at first. I was like, I'm not going to be a Greek student. I'm not doing this. This is not my vibe. I'm an artistic, free, cool kid, mm-hmm. and I'm not doing this. This is not me. <laughs> and <laughs> I am really glad that I got over myself and went through it anyway, because it was a fantastic experience. And yeah, the Lord used it. I went through recruitment. I became an Alpha Sigma Alpha, and Jess was in that sorority, and I was out of my mind ecstatic about it. And yeah, I basically just got really close with Jess, like overnight. It was just amazing. And so with that, she invited me. She was a great influence, and she just she invited me to all the things. Um, but the biggest thing that she invited me to was her Bible study. And I was super nervous about it because I was not Catholic. I was raised in an amazing Christian home, but I wasn't really doing anything outwardly like Christian. Like I was just a good American Christian, you know, a good girl. And she invited me to her Catholic Bible study. And I had no idea that it was Catholic until I got there and everyone started in the sign of the cross. And I didn't even know what hand to use. I'm pretty sure I used my left hand because (laughs) I was nervous and I wanted to fit in and be like, yeah, I know what's going on. But I had no idea what was going on. And yeah, she asked us to write down three things that day. And those three things were our favorite snack, easy, our favorite Bible verse, trickier Mm -hmm. and what we wanted to get away from or like take away from Bible study that year. And so I wrote down my favorite snack, jalapeno cut of cooked chips, naturally, like not that hard. (laughs) Then I wrote down my favorite Bible verse and I was totally floored by this because I was like, what is my favorite Bible verse? Like I went to a private Christian school my entire life, not my entire life. That's dramatic (laughs) throughout (laughs) like preschool to eighth grade. Okay. And then I went to a public school. And every single Friday in that private Christian school, we had Bible memorization tests out loud. We had to go into the hall and out loud say scripture that we had to memorize for that week. And in that moment, I was like, what on earth is my favorite Bible verse? I literally have nothing. Yeah. I'm drawing a total blank. And so I literally thought of my best friend's Twitter bio and her Twitter Twitter bio was Jeremiah 29 11. And I was like, that's a good one. I'm sure it is. It's one step up from John 3 16. I'm not going to humiliate myself and write down John 3 16. <laughs> I'm going to do Jeremiah 29 11. So here we go. And so I wrote that down 
And then I wrote down, I want to figure out how in the world I ended up in a Catholic Bible study. (laughs) And with everything that we were learning, I was just super curious. And at the end of one of the Bible studies, the Bible study leader, Jess, my dear friend, and then one of the focus missionaries, I didn't know she was a focus missionary at the time. She was just like an older woman, not old, but like not a college student. And I was like, who is this girl? And why are they pulling me aside afterwards? Am I in trouble? Like, did they see me drunk at that party last night? (laughs) I don't know what's going on. Like, I'm just trying to be like cool here and like fit in. And they pulled me aside and they were like, you're asking a lot of really great questions. We would love for you to go to this thing called RCIA. And RCIA is just a place where you're pretty much going to be able to ask more of these questions that you're asking about the Catholic Church, but they're going to have a more educated way to like answer those questions and give you a response that's actually going to help you learn instead of just being in Bible study. We still want you to keep coming to Bible study. You're not in trouble, but we would love for you to go to RCIA. Yeah. And so I was like, okay. Like, <laughs> whatever sounds good to me sounds like i'm gonna understand more things and i'm pretty lost right now so yeah sure sounds good so i started going and the fact that like that was my answer just shows how much the lord was working because i wasn't overthinking it which is very much not like me honey (laughs) (laughs) megan knows this This i'm an overthinker what do I do well? Spiral. Okay. <laughs> and so I, I went to RCIA and I was loving it. It was like really, really beautiful. All these different parts of my like childhood and education in yeah Christianity. It was like all these different pieces were coming together. They were all flowing together and just like starting to make even more of a deep sense. And I didn't really take it that seriously. Like I went, sometimes I missed it. Sometimes I didn't. I would learn things. I was like, this is really cool. This community seems pretty nice, but I wasn't really like changing everything about my life. Like I was still going out to parties. I was still pretty lost. I was still kind of like, I don't know who I am, which who does at 19, you know? Right. Um, And I remember at one point, It was getting closer to the winter time. And Jess invited me to this party at the women's formation house. And Megan knows this house. It's kind of like, it's like, they're all college students, right? Mm -hmm. They're all college students, Megan. Yeah. And, um... I believe Jess lived there, actually. I'm pretty sure she did. I think she yeah, did. Yeah, she definitely did. Yeah. Yeah. Jess is a great friend of ours to this day. Just yeah. shows the power of authentic friendship. And, um, yeah, they had this party, and it was this huge Seek promotion. And I was like, what the heck is Seek? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's too many things that you guys are inviting me to. <laughs> I'm busy. Okay. Yeah. I'm cool. Please stop. <laughs> I have places to be. I'm a sorority girl. I am busy at parties. <laughs> Okay, sorority life is a fantastic thing. I'm not mocking it in any way. I still very much love Greek ministry um, and Greek life in general. But I went to this party and they were just pushing, 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 pushing. If you've been to a Sikh party or you're in the middle of being pushed by Mm -hmm. a focus missionary, honey, I get you. Okay, I also was a pusher at one point. So don't judge me. It's what we do. (laughs) And we're good at it. Yeah, (laughs) Megan was also a focus missionary. We just kind of like ran through life together. Just hold hands. (laughs) You do that? Okay, great. I'm going to do that too. You yeah. do that? Okay, awesome. I'm going to do that too. <laughs> but not for this first Seek, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, were you at this Seek party actually, Megan? Were you invited to this? Um, no. Do you recall it? No, I was I was not at that Seek party. Okay. I, I like went last second for sure. Yep. Classic. Yep. As you would. Yep. She's a last minute girl. <laughs> um, and it's just because you need that extra time to really think through everything. Of course. Um, But I went and there was like stickers everywhere and like seek this, seek that. I'm going to seek. People were taking pictures with seek stickers on their forehead. They were updating their Facebook photo to have a seek filter on it. They were signing up on this computer that was right next to the staircase. And there was like a slideshow that they did for different missions trips. And I was like, what is going on? Yeah. (laughs) 
where are we? Why is everyone so excited about this? What even is Seek? There are freshmen here that are freaking out about this because they finally get to go. Mm. And I'm over here like, y'all are insane. This is during Christmas break. Are you aware of that? This is taking away from time in your comfy, cozy home with your Christmas tree and your new Christmas gifts and your friends from home that you never get to see and your family that you miss so much. And you want to go to a Catholic conference instead of resting and watching the Santa Claus 2 for the fifth time in a row. Okay. Yeah. You and I must be different. That's fine. I won't see you there. I'm definitely not going. Yeah. But that is so cute and good for you. I'm so happy for you. I'm not going to be there. <laughs> and I was just not into it. And then later, Jess was like, I really want you to think about it, Courtney. I'm going to go. It's an amazing experience. I went last year. It's just out of this world. And I'll be there with you the entire time. It's in Nashville. It's not even that far. We're going to drive down. Because that's, what, four hours from Indiana? Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know, Jess, I'll think about it. Well, you know what changed my mind? Tell me. I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you. A boy. Of course. <laughs> it's always a boy. <laughs> you know why we go to seek to find love? <laughs> That's what we do. It's every girl's dream. That's why you go. Don't tell me otherwise. Yeah. You're totally going because you've got a crush and that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> the Lord uses all things. But I was like, you know what? He's going. He's the love of my life. So I'm going. <laughs> And the Lord used that because the supposed love of my life also invited me to a New Year's Eve party the night before we left for Seek. And I had a miserable, no good, worthless time. And it wasn't fun. I was exhausted. I wished I didn't go because we had to wake up super early the next day and get on the bus to go to Seek. And I had all my Seek stuff with me. And it was just like, what am I doing with my life? Um, But I was still convicted. I was like, no, it's good. We're going to get that time together. And we even went to different schools, y'all. Like, he didn't yeah. even go to IUPY. Yeah. They, there wasn't going to be <laughs> any time together. No. <laughs> so I'm sorry if you think a guy from another university is going to chat with you. There is a chance, okay? If it it's is happened. the love of your life, I'm excited for you. Yeah. This was not my story. Yeah. <laughs> and so I went and I was sad and tired and I was like <laughs> not ready for a bus, but I went And I was pretty nervous. There was a bus full of people that I viewed as weirdos because I was a judgmental sorority girl. And I was like, this is not going to be fun. Where is Jess? I need her. Side note. Also, did I already mention that she was my big? I don't know if I mentioned that. She became my big. Yeah. Maybe I did. If I didn't. There you go. Extra clarity. But she was my big. So she and I were like super duper close, like together all the time, constantly going to Taco Bell and Noodles and Company. If you know, you know. (laughs) And so I was just with Jess the whole time. And that's really all it took was like that authentic friendship to create a place of comfort for me to be welcomed into something that I was just totally unaware of that was going to change my life. And that was when I got to seek. And I was just floored. I mean, so many people were there. And this was in 2015. So this was like... Back before Seek was as freaking huge as it is now. That's true. Like it was yeah. it was probably like eight thousand people. I don't know, maybe like ten. Pretty like still yeah. pretty big. But now yeah. I mean I think we're expecting around twenty thousand for this next year. Yeah. I don't know if that's correct or not. Um but yeah, it's just like it's mind blowing to think that like I got there, I saw so many other Catholic college students, and I was just like, wait, all of these really cool, normal Catholic people are in college and like 
pursuing Jesus? Yeah. What? It's so cool. And everyone says that. Like, I'm sure you've heard so many people say that. But, like, the first time you get there, it's like, what the heck? Where is Ashton Kutcher? Mm-hmm. I am being punked. Like, this is <laughs> crazy. Yeah. I cannot believe this. And so I was just very overwhelmed. I'm majorly extroverted. I was in sensory overload. I was so excited. I was also constantly looking for this guy that I was obsessed with. And I was like very quickly learning. I I wasn't aware of it at the time, but like when I look back at it, I was very quickly learning how easy it was for me to make boys my lord or like Mm -hmm. my image my lord. It was like, I didn't know that in the time. I was 19. I was a little pipsqueak, tater tot. But like now that I'm looking back at it, like I was just beginning to learn about how easy it is to make other people and other things and like my image and everything. My Lord, my my worship, you know, Yeah. when like it actually needed to be Christ. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, there were so many parts of it that like. I was so confused by Megan. You can probably attest to this too. Like when the hundreds of people in white walk in for the first mass, Mm -hmm. I was like, well, are all of these people priests? That seems a little crazy. Mm -hmm. I don't want to ask because I'm nervous. Yeah. But then at one point, like there's so many questions that you have that you literally have to, or you're going to go insane. Like I was just like, Jess, what is going on at all times? And she was so good. She's the best. At teaching. Yeah. Oh, she's the best. Best. best she's the best <laughs> Megan I just I just texted her and I was like I have to see you when I'm home for Christmas break so we yeah. should all get together and then you guys can bring your little babies and it'll just be super That's cute perfect. and I can just take a ton of photos and yeah. you guys can check out my blog around Christmas time it's becoming Courtney <laughs> minor plug and you guys can just look at the cuties and look at Jess and just see how she just radiates Christ so effortlessly yeah and Megan, of course, too. Come on. And I'm your biggest Jess, fan. Jess is the best. She ended up being both of our confirmation sponsors separately. It's Isn't that so nuts? so insane. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. She's single-handedly brought in like six people into the church within like a three-year span. Yeah. It's crazy. It's She's insane. like so effortlessly surrendered to Christ's will. It's just beautiful. Mm. But... Yeah. And also with that, I really encourage you guys that like if you are a Catholic vet and you're like, oh, yeah, honey, Courtney, please. I know, Seek. I've been looking forward to this since I was an NCYC girly. Yeah. I have every single podcast by Father Mike Schmitz completely memorized. And I know Sister Miriam like she's my best pal. Mm -hmm. I am totally ready for this. Don't act like that as Seek. Okay. (laughs) Be (laughs) humble. Yeah. Answer questions. Be friends with the person that doesn't know what's going on. Like, be kind. I'm not saying that you're all a bunch of jerks, but I'm just saying, like, if there wouldn't have been that really welcoming presence for me, I probably wouldn't be here today because she really helped answer so many questions that I had. Yeah. Yeah. It's just nuts. And also with that, I also want to hear, Megan, were there any points for you when you first got there that you were like, what is this? I'm so lost right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, I really... It's so funny because I wasn't not going to go, but my Bible study leader as well, and also my cross-country teammate, fundraised enough money for me to go for free. And I was like, you know what? I'll go to Nashville for free for four days. Help, you know, like, why not? It'll be fun. And sure. um, So I really, I knew nothing going into it. I knew no one except for my teammate. And I just, like you with Jess, I was just (laughs) next to her the whole time. Oh, yeah. And just like you said, it's just like, you don't know what's going on at mass all the way when you haven't been going every single week because you're not Catholic yet. And you don't know who these people exactly. are. You've never seen so many religious sisters. It's like, yeah, it's very, it's like crazy. It's a whole different world. It literally feels like a different world. It's a whole new world in the best way. But yeah, 
It's amazing. And, like, I remember at one point, too, like, I was really trying to hang with the homies, and I was kneeling five ever because that's what you do. Yeah. And it's typically on, like, a convention center floor. Mm -hmm. And there's some of the really prepared Catholics that, like, brought a little cushion kneeler because they Mm -hmm. know that it's really going to hurt those joints. Mm -hmm. But I was, again, brand spanking new. And I also am not a morning person. And so I was (laughs) the extrovert that was out super late at all of the parties that Seek throws. Yes, there are parties. Yeah. And then I was the person that was, like, roaring rolling out of bed trying to look cute and get down in time for mass and so I didn't eat anything before and there was one time that I almost passed out Mm. I like literally had the ringing ears yeah the whole deal I mean totally classic right totally and I was like I'm not okay and one of the girls that was there I think it was Stephanie Armstrong do you remember her Megan yes I do yeah she's amazing she like saw me You guys don't know who Stephanie Armstrong is, but just know that she's amazing, okay? (laughs) The best. Yeah. (laughs) And she saw me kind of doing the woozy dip and twirl, you know, (laughs) spinning around. And she, like, grabbed me and she goes, Court, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, totally. (laughs) She's like, how about you sit down? I was like, no, I'm okay. She was like, you should sit down. You're very pale. I was like, okay, fine. Thank you. <laughs> Tattoo Protestant on my forehead. Why don't you? Literally. Yeah. <laughs> and then Can't she dipped hang. out. Yeah, right. And then she dipped out and got me a granola bar and some water and a banana. And I was totally kosher. Oh. And it was so, so sweet. But yeah. just like all of those little touches, like that hospitality and that deep love from my sisters in Christ, I had never experienced before. Yeah. It was a different type of love. It was very contagious. Yeah. Um, It was beautiful. And so, yeah, like I said, there were so many parts, like for both Megan and I, that it was like, what is going on? What am I doing? How how did I get here? It was like that feeling that I had when I got to a Catholic Bible study on crack cocaine. I mean, it was just elevated to the highest of heights. And I was just like, what is going on? But I just had this really, really deep desire for curiosity or not not desire for curiosity. I had this great, deep curiosity within me that just like wasn't intimidated like I was just ready to learn and yeah I was ready to dive in and just keep asking questions because I wasn't afraid to nobody made me feel afraid to dive in more and I remember there was this one talk by Dr. Edward Sree and it was on Mary and I was very intrigued by it because in my like development of becoming Catholic Mary had been very much a big part of my life like so many random people were saying like oh my gosh you're like willingness to just say yes to RCIA like that's so much like Mary's yes to the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. but I went to this talk and there was just like so much eagerness to learn I think I went by myself which really says a lot I am quite confident but like to be 19 and not Catholic and just like roam around by myself and go to this talk that like a lot of people really didn't show up to it was busy but like it was a breakout session it wasn't that big yeah um Dr. Edward Sree, I almost called him Father Mike Schmitz. Dr. Edward Sree was talking about the Hail Mary and just like the actual prayer. And I was very intrigued by it because so many people had said that Mary was a big part of my conversion. And even at this point, too, I believe I had learned how to pray the rosary from Jess. And she gave me a little like pamphlet on how to do so. Yeah. But I still had no idea what I was doing. Like I had to read the pamphlet every time that I prayed it. But I'm a big routine girl. I always have been. So yeah. I would make it a thing that like I would not go to bed unless I prayed a rosary. And I would use it as like my little booklet. And like looking back at that, I'm like, holy freaking crap. Like. Yeah, that's so okay, Jesus. Cool. Like, Seriously, running the show. That's insane. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Take charge. Like, 
Jesus is just so cool. And Mary was just like, yeah, of course, like, I'd love to be here with you when you're learning. I'd love to sit down with you and teach you how to do this because I'm your mama and I love you. And I want you to be in union with me. Yeah. And I want you to be Catholic. And so I want to love you in this. And I'm obsessed with watching you learn how to do this. And I was just so broken and like little in that time, like thinking back on it, it just makes me cheese because I was so... I was such a baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a baby. And it was just like, it's so cool to think back on because I was just so obsessed with Mary and so intrigued. And when I went to this talk um, by Edward Street, it was just like, he would talk about how the Catholics, it's so common for everyone to be like, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you, blessed art thou among women, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, holy Mary, mother of God, for your prison, there's no one at the other job, amen. And go to the next one, you know, yeah. like blah, 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 blah. Like we're just rushing through it. We got to get to Mass. It's got to be one hour. If it's 45 minutes, we're going to hit up that parish because we got brunch after this. We right. got to pray the rosary and we got to get it done because we pray a rosary every single day and that's the way that we do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I didn't know that yet. I was just like, oh, really? Like they really rush that. Okay. Right. I hope I'm not like that someday. <laughs> yeah. And now it's like, I totally have fallen in my obsession with the rosary. And I want to get back to that little baby cord again. Yeah. But I remember thinking in that moment, I was like, I'm going to be the Catholic that prays the rosary every day. Like, I'm going to be the Catholic that prays the rosary and prays it slowly. And I remember too, you know, Megan, how we have that RCIA retreat with our parish that we got confirmed in, like right before Easter. I remember we had a breakout session on the rosary and we were in like a little small group and the leader of RCIA, I forget his name, but he was in our group and they were talking about the rosary and they were like, there was some question that was like, how do you think like you can be good at actually like praying the rosary regularly, regularly for the rest of your Catholic faith? And like, how do you actually like pray it? You know? Yeah. And I was with all these like older people and I remember answering this and I was just so convicted of it because of so many things that I'd learned both from my friends, but also at seek. Yeah. And I was like, I pray the rosary until I believe it. Like if I say a hail Mary and I didn't, really like meditate on the scripture that's rooted in the Hail Mary, then I say it again. Wow. And then the teacher was like, and you just keep saying it until you believe it. And then you'll move on to the next decade. And I was like, yeah. Wow. And he was like, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're in. I think you got yeah, it. <laughs> I think you're set. And now, oh my goodness, how I've fallen, right? Like in busyness and in like that routine that we get in with the Catholic church. Like, think, like yeah, it's just crazy how like, everyone was saying like hold on to that new convert zeal and yes. I was like it's not going anywhere honey right. it totally has yeah and that's just part of suffering and like part of like constantly having faith and turning back to Christ which is not what we're talking about today but still like if it wouldn't have been for that talk and that deep conviction that I experienced at seek where I just felt free to go and learn about Mary because I yeah. wanted to yeah like I would have never heard that yeah and it all goes back to that invitation you know it's just crazy and so yeah with that like that was life-changing and then the biggest thing that was so cool is Seek 2015 in Nashville was the Seek that Father Mike Schmitz gave his iconic talk that's all over YouTube. If you Mm -hmm. haven't heard it, please go look it up right after this. And it's the one that's called The Hour That Will Change Your Life. Mm -hmm. And I still can't believe I was there for that. Megan and I I were talking about this beforehand. We were like, I can't believe we heard that live. Like, that's so cool. As little Protestants, (laughs) and he's just explaining the Eucharist so beautifully. It's like, wow. Yeah. So amazing. Oh, it was just absolutely nutso. I mean, it was so, so good. And yeah, I remember like... 
there were just so many aspects to that talk that I was just sitting there weeping. I mean, yeah. weeping. I'm also quite a feeler. But I was just like sobbing because everything he was speaking was such serious, serious truth. I mean, yeah. it was just so good. It was so good. And everyone, I mean, it was like the whole room. Just like, I don't even know. It was like it just yeah. shut up. Like, yeah. every, that's the other thing about Seek. Oh my gosh. The silence that happens at Seek mm. is crazy, y'all. Like, I remember when we would just be, like, walking around. Where were we at? Opryland? Yes. The Gaylord yes. Opryland. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Iconic Nashville Hotel. There's so much going on. All these bells and whistles. All yeah. this music. It's also right after the holidays, so you can imagine how decked out it is. Yeah. And then, like, they're walking through with the Eucharist, and you hear the little ding-a-ling-a-ling, and then you see the uh, candles with the red flames. And everyone drops to their knees, stops what they're saying, shuts up and is reverent. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I love it every time I go. I can't wait to experience yeah. that again in person Yeah, when I go in January because oh. it's just like, this world is so freaking loud. It's yes. so loud. It's so gross and grimy and toxic <laughs> and sad and beautiful <laughs> but like there's just so much that goes on and it just seems to get louder every single week i'm recording this in november i'm sure by january it's just going to be even louder yeah and for all of us at this like very transformative ge generation like the age that we're in both like with the classic seek attendees which is like 19 to 25 or whatever it is like the young mm -hmm. adults and the catholic students it's also like for the parishioners and everyone like we all have such a seriously influential and impacting just voice yeah. you know yeah just naturally as we do and we all just shut up yeah. when jesus is in the room yeah and everyone's just quiet and it's just inexplicable i wish you could see the sparkle in my eyes right now yeah. it's just so awesome if you're wondering if you should go to see <laughs> go for that reason like the power yeah. jesus has to just silence the crowds and bring peace even for 30 seconds as he's walking through a room with the priest's help it's just awesome oh my gosh it's yeah. so good but yeah to get back to what i was saying with father mike schmidt's talk the hour that will change your life it really did change my life and i don't care if that sounds cheesy because it's just true and i'm sure that there are so many people that had a life-changing experience in that talk yeah. but i remember it was like probably the last day of seek like they always do a really like slam dunk talk yeah. on that last morning before you leave yeah. and if it wasn't that last morning forgive me whoever the scheduler was in 2015 i don't know what it was but i remember leaving with a bang because i heard that talk and i was like i'm not putting up with this guy that i came here for mm -hmm. he doesn't love me and i don't love him i don't know what love is but i want to figure it out from jesus mm -hmm. i don't know what i'm doing back at school but i want to stop partying i want to be this i want to be that and that those things are holy i don't know who my friends are but i know that these people that are sitting here with me in matching t-shirts that i barely <laughs> knew before i came here and called weird when i got on the bus <laughs> are some of the most authentic and caring schmucks i've ever met in my life yeah yep. <laughs> and you know what else they're not gonna be able like the world is not gonna be able to handle what i experienced when i get back and i'm gonna need some help explaining it and the only people that are really gonna get it are the people that are here in these convention chairs with me right now and i love them and i want to go to heaven with them and that is mm. that like i was just like on yes. fire and yeah. i was confused but just so excited and so 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 eager to go through with becoming catholic yeah and to receive the eucharist i was like i've got to know yeah. what's going on with that i have to
Yeah. I don't fully believe in the true presence yet because I'm still a baby in our CIA, but I want to get there and I want to fully believe it and I want to fully understand it and I want to fully receive it. And that is that. Yeah. Mic drop. Like I was just like so jacked. I don't know how you felt, Megan, but I was just yeah. like ready to freaking jump on this world and do a little Irish step dance because I was like, I'm taking over. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing it with Jesus, baby. Yeah. And we're about to dance our way to heaven. Like I was so <laughs> excited. Yeah. It was awesome. But That's, how did you feel, truly? Because, I mean, we yeah. didn't talk at all. We didn't even know no, each I other. Know. It's crazy. It's, it's so funny. And it's actually cool because my reaction was very different, but it still led us yeah. to <laughs> the same thing eventually. So yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was definitely more skeptical going in. And mm. it was a talk by Jennifer Fulweiler, who I love. <laughs> I love her so much. She's severely obsessed. I'm obsessed. Like, so I, obsessed. She's the best. But... She's she gave, iconic. She really is. Yeah. She gave um, a testimony talk about her conversion from atheism and yeah. something that stuck out. And it's so hard to know if this is even what she said or if it's just what I remember. Yeah. But she just said that she started searching for truth and she just kind of was saying the prayer in her heart that she would be led to truth. And mm. I was like, you know what? I can start praying that prayer because maybe it's the Catholic church. Maybe it's not. But I can pray the prayer that the Holy Spirit will lead me to truth. And wherever that takes me, mm. I'm going to trust him. And so yeah. I pretty much wrote down in my journal that day, Catholic or not, question mark. And I was like, okay, I'm going to start praying if I should become Catholic or not after this experience. Oh, I love that. So I wasn't like, I wasn't like jumping up and down excited, but I started praying that prayer. And then it took two that, years, Megan. but my junior year, I went through RCIA and became Catholic. Yeah, so you did. it's like, yeah, you did. It's so cool. It's just like a different, it's two different Protestant stories, but ended yeah. <laughs> in becoming Catholic for both of us. Which yeah. Which is so cool. I think that's so sick though, because it's like, that totally describes our personalities yes. too. <laughs> and I have this really broken tendency of being like, no, everyone's like me. Like, mm. come on. <laughs> everyone's like me. They all think like me. They feel like me. They cry like me. They laugh like me. You know, I'm also entirely original and like totally myself and no one can ever be like me, <laughs> but also everyone gets me, you know, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. just, it's a hard world to be this great, but that's yeah. the way that it is, you know? And it's not true. Like I am a feeler. I'm a jumper. I'm a goer. I'm a getter. You know, yeah, like yep. I'm like, no, this feels right. I'm going to do it. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yep. If it feels right, I'm in, sister. And yeah. so I'm like, this feels right. This feels good. I'm going to go, go with it. Yep. And you're a thinker. You're like, I know I'm going to analyze this. When it comes to <laughs> politics, Megan gives me the facts. I give her the feelings, which with <laughs> politics, there aren't many feelings. <laughs> Just anger. Typically, it's pretty but... black and white. No. <laughs> I wish it was more black and white. We're not going to talk about politics. Anyways. Regardless, it's just like Megan is a thinker. Like she wanted... I remember when you were going through RCIA, like there were so many parts that you would even talk to me about at the very beginning of our friendship. Yeah. Because I'd been Catholic for like two years at that point. Yeah. I was still a hot freaking mess, but like the Lord is merciful and good. And like you just needed to like understand, like yes. you needed a resource. Yep. You needed a backup thing. Like you're yeah. not going to just dive in. Yeah. And I think that that's so good because I just pray that like if you're an established Catholic that's listening to this and you're like, oh, yeah, I actually work for Focus and I've been a missionary for 15 years. Okay, great. I was only a missionary for three and I deeply respect your career. You should send this to every Protestant, you know, and encourage them to come because it's like 
this podcast, I hope it I hope it penetrates the hearts of Protestants that are discerning on going because you don't yeah. have to go and be like, that's it, I'm all in. Oh, I'm going to become Catholic <laughs> now, you know? <laughs> like, you can be distraught. I just want people to wrestle. Yes. Like, I just want people to give a little tussle, like, yeah. do a little dance with Jesus and figure out, like, okay, why is my heart... What's up here? Yeah. Like, why am I wrestling with this? Why am I... Why am I irritated by people continuing to invite me to seek? Yeah. Why am I frustrated that Catholics keep inviting me to mass? Yep. Why are all my friends Catholic and I'm not? (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah. Why do I keep going to mass just so that I can have something to do on Sunday? You know, Mm -hmm. like, what am I ignoring here? Mm. What is the Lord tugging at my heart for? Yeah. Could this actually be truth? Would I maybe have to shut up, swallow my pride and just look into things? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because let me tell you right now, swallowing your pride and becoming Catholic seems romantic when I tell the story, perhaps. Mm. I tend to romanticize things, Mm. but it's hard. Yeah. Like to sit down with your high school best friend and be like, yeah, I'm going to do this and just like have to explain it. Like, yeah, it's challenging. Yeah. Or even your family. Oh my gosh, your family, like anyone. And if you're so lucky, like you're going to be nothing but supported. And the Holy Spirit's going to be there. Yeah. And thanks be to God, that was my story. Yeah. But I know other Protestants that they converted and that's not the case. Totally. There was this one man that was at that Seek and he told his story when we were on our way back. Do you remember this, Megan? When we were on our way back from Seek, he told a bit of his story about how he converted from the Muslim faith to Catholicism and how his family had shunned him pretty much. Yeah. And I believe just now his family is starting to get back around and like be more involved in his life. But he like sat down with me after he gave that talk on the bus because we did the classic testimonials on the bus on the way home kind of thing. Yeah. And he sat down with me and he was just like, so are you going to become Catholic? Are you going to do it? Wow. You have nothing to lose. And that's the reality. You have nothing to lose. You could lose your family. You could lose your friends. You could lose so many things, but it does not matter compared to the eternity that is to come. Yeah. And that divine union that you will experience when the reality is the truth is in the Catholic church. Yeah. Period. Like it just is. Yep. It just is. There's no questions asked. Yeah. Tuffle me feathers. That's just the reality. (laughs) Why am I talking in a British accent? I don't know. Sometimes these deep conversations are a bit uncomfortable. And you know what makes things more comfortable? (laughs) An accent. Obviously. (laughs) So if you're nervous to tell your mom that you're going to become Catholic, just start talking. Just start talking in an Irish accent. (laughs) That's pretty Catholic. You know, the Irish. (laughs) Yeah. Hello, mother. I'm going to become Catholic now, don't you know? (laughs) <laughs> I went to Ireland in March and everyone thought I was from there and since then my arrogance within the Irish world has really it's confession worthy I need to be humble but um, yeah I just like I care about this so much y'all because like if it wouldn't have been it all goes back to simple invitation yeah and that's why I worked with focus because like the power of invitation and the power of authentic friendship is so mega powerful it's groundbreaking But like I became Catholic because I was invited to coffee and then because I was invited into her life, which was being a sorority girl. And then I was invited into a deeper friendship with being her big and then Bible study Mm -hmm. and then RCIA and then seek and then discipleship. Like, yeah. And then like all these, it's just so beautiful, you know? Yeah. So stop sitting down, get up, ask a friend, share a podcast and don't give up either. 
if they would have just been like, no, that's fair. You want to go and you want to be home for Christmas. I wouldn't have had this experience. I probably would have. I don't know what I would have done. Yeah. Because I gave my yes to become Catholic in RCIA in like March or February or something. Um, But I know that Seek had a, a very, very profound experience. Yeah. Like it changed my life. And yeah. I'm obsessed with it. And I hope to go for many years to come. And I'm so freaking pumped to go to Seek this year because I'm just going as an attendee. Um, yeah. I'm going to be a Seek partner. So I'll be like promoting Seek leading up to Seek on social media. Yeah. And I'm obviously like sharing my story on this podcast as well. But like I, I've always gone as a student affiliated with university or as a missionary affiliated yeah. with staff with Focus. Yeah. And this year I'm just going. And I cannot wait to just receive and be reconvicted because even mm-hmm. as a young adult, I like cling to those college feelings of like how I experienced it in school. Yeah. And there is so much growth that I need to adapt and learn about in this season of my life mm. that I am just so excited about. Because yeah. now I'm like on the parish track. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's not like the college track. Mm. And it's like, yeah, because you're not in college anymore, Courtney. Yeah. <laughs> Wake up, <laughs> Sorry. honey. <laughs> Reality check. You don't go to college anymore, you know, and I'm just excited. It's just, yeah. it's so beautiful. I'm You're so You're making pumped. me want to go now. I'm like, can Ellie and I figure it out? And Seriously, just come. Just bring Ellie. There's so many babies there. Like, it's just going to be such a good time. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. And St. Louis is not that far from Indiana. So That's you true. can just hop, skip Maybe and jump over with too. me. Yep. Yeah, I hope so. I really, really want you there, Megan. Okay, everyone, start praying that Megan comes to seek. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, that's really all I wanted to share. I just really wanted to share this deep conviction that I have with y'all that like, seek is not just like a thing that you go to. It's not just like a Taylor Swift concert that's like, those are pretty life-changing, but not as much, I promise. (laughs) Like, it's just, I just choked. (laughs) It's just... It's so powerful and everyone's going to have such a unique experience because the Holy Spirit has a plan. And I just want you to go and just say yes. Be like Mary, say yes, go to seek and just see what Jesus does and just be there, you know, hang up and hang out because it's going to be so great. Yeah. So I think that's all I have. Any final thoughts, Megan? I thought that was great. I hope hope everyone goes to seek and enjoys it. Yeah. We'll be praying for everyone who's going to seek that they would encounter Christ in a big way. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you so much for having me on this Seek podcast. I'm just so excited. I'm so happy that I got to share with y'all. And be sure to check out my other podcast, The Daily Nothings. I release a podcast every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And yeah, I talk about pretty much every little nothing that the world tells us means nothing but it actually has great significance and impacts our sainthood every single day so yeah i'm just excited to be here and excited to see you at seek i'll see you guys later bye Join Dr. Sri and Curtis Martin this Lenten season to rediscover the scripture and dive deeply into the one story that truly matters, the story of salvation. Please join us for this online experience that begins January 23rd. This study of scripture will be like no other. Visit focus.org and click on the registration button to sign up. We can't wait to see you there.
Thanks for listening, friends. For more content from this podcast, click the link in the episode description. Join these podcasters and many others as we encounter Jesus at Seek 23, January the 2nd through the 6th. For more information and to register, visit seek.focus.org.